Hello and welcome to another episode of Beside Ourselves Podcast. Can't do it justice. No, I, um, I, I think you did quite well right there. That that, that sounded good. We're here to talk about an album. But before we get into that, I'm Danny. It, can, can we also take a quick moment here, dear viewers, listeners, what have you, uh, to just appreciate the, the epicness that is also Danny's new beard? I, I know you guys can't hear it on the Which audio they podcast. they can't see. They, they can't see it. <laughs> But I guarantee you, they can smell it. It is, it is majestic. It is, it is nice and clean shaven. He, oh. he looks like a brand new man, ladies and they gents. Smell um, it. Do you put like stuff in your beard? I do when I have a beard. Right now, I don't. <laughs> like, he I says have he doesn't have a beard, but he has a beard. Because if he, it's, it's, I said just offline, but if he doesn't have a beard, I don't have a beard. <laughs> so I do yeah. like how it's like darker here. Yeah. Even though I cut it all the same length, so it's it kind of like, feels like I have like a. It's like a it's like a Fu Manchu, but it's also been like been impregnated by the other side of your face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice, um, man. This comes out in like three weeks, so by then I feel like my beard will just oh. be oh yeah, close to back. <laughs> oh yeah, if, if you're not gonna if you're not planning on trimming it anytime soon, that that thing is gonna gonna just bloom out. It's gonna be nice. Well, I usually trim it every spring and then let it go. Yeah, it looks. I might good. trim it up a little more. Do Do you have a a spe- Do you do any type of beard care? Do you do like a, like tea tree oil or anything like that to to get nice and nice and fluffy? I do have lots of oils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beard oils lots are where it's at. Oils. Beard <laughs> oils are where it's at. Anyways, oh, yeah. I I totally derailed this entire fucking podcast. Hi, yeah. Benny. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. How, how are you guys doing? I I'm doing wonderful. Um. So uh, today. We're here for another wonderful uh, podcast with you, you fine gentlemen. And uh, this week, it is my chance to pick out a new album for us to review, although this technically isn't new by any means. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to be listening to and talking about the new, or well, not the new, once the again, new. The, the, the Manchester Orchestra album, A Black Mile to the Surface. Um, mm. So I want to give you guys a little bit of backstory on the album before we kind of get into it, because I kind of wanted to... Get some, and I wanted to ask you guys a few questions before we kind of started diving into tracks. But um, so the album uh, itself uh, is the fifth, once again, Manchester Orchestra's fifth studio album. They are an American indie rock band. Uh, it was released on July twenty first, twenty seventeen, through Loma Vista Recordings, and uh, the, the recording took place about twenty sixteen. Uh, the album did have a total of three singles that were uh, uh, produced for the album, one being The Gold, which was released uh, in June 9th, so prior to the album's release, uh, then The Alien, and also The Moth. Um, past that point, uh, the band also commented on this, and this is something we're gonna bring up, I'm going to bring up a lot during the discussion as well, at least I think I'm going to. Those uh, are the three singles? Sorry. Yes, those were the, yep, the three singles, The Gold, The Alien, and The Moth. I feel like that is wrong of them, and we'll get into that later. We will. We will. Uh, anyways, nonetheless, uh, this is a concept album uh, by the band, and this is kind of a the lead singer of the band, uh, Andy Holm, mentioned that this was a dramatic departure from their previous albums, Cope, Hope, as well as, uh, and I can't think of the other album the, bef- that came before it, and I'm blanking now. But anyways, um, even so, um, it is a, uh, an album that's basically about a South Dakota mining town. Um, and, and really kind of the things that go on in that, uh, in that type of environment. So, uh, in terms of critical reception, uh, the, the album released, garnered a ton of critical praise, um, from, uh, presses like All Music, Alternative Press, um, as well as the Irish Times, Kerrang! Magazine, Pitchfork gave it a very good review as well. Um, although there were some mixed reviews, uh, from the, the AV Club, which gave it a C, 
I don't see how that's possible, but hey, whatever. Um, as well as uh, The Guardian. I don't know why The Guardian started doing album reviews anytime soon, but they gave it a three out of five, which, once again, feel like that's misplaced. But once again, we can talk more about that later. Um, Any who's on. Uh, I, I think Benny. I think Benny is laughing because I think he's about to shit all over this album. But I, I wanted to start off the discussion here really quickly because this was this was an album that I knew was going to be way out of Benny's comfort zone uh, in terms of just artists that he probably would never venture into if it wasn't for us. So I I made the executive decision, if you will, Dan, if, if you'll indulge me to give him a sneak preview of the album as we were driving back from going to go see Newfound Glory uh, at their acoustic uh, show not too long ago. And uh, the the vibe I got from him was, it's okay. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a very, very dangerous album review. Oh, okay. Well, we're just going to we're, we're gonna get into it. Now, I know, Ben, I know, Dan, you are a fan of uh, Manchester Orchestra, or at least the uh, their more recent albums. Yes. Well, so, I was a fan at the beginning. Right on. So Before it was cool. He, he was a fan. He, he, he's the original Manchester Orchestra uh, hipster. Uh, myself, personally, is this was the introduction album for me for the band. So I started this album, then I, I just trailed my way back. And then gotcha. uh, and then every album past that point I've absolutely fallen in love with. Um, Million okay. Masks of God being their next album after this one. And then now their newest release, which comes out this year, which I really would love to dig into at some point, because the, the singles so far have been absolutely stellar um which i i don't recall what it's uh named but uh it looks and sounds fantastic so anyways some of my history is i got into them because i had a friend who was really into i'm like a virgin losing a child their first album yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's oh, so i really got into that and then mean everything to nothing i loved i had that on vinyl for the longest time and i lost that one it's not even a, i didn't sell it i don't know where it ever went oh shit really i'm worried it was like a, i let someone borrow it <laughs> and then I fell off Manchester Orchestra for a long time, and then A Million Mess of God came out, and I fell back in love with them. Yeah, that that album is absolutely fantastic. And originally, I was going to say that we should review that one, but I wanted to, to do an album that I know that both of you haven't listened to, because I know you mentioned that, Dan, you mentioned that you never listened to Black Mile of the Surface. So I was like, well. Yep, I haven't listened to this one, and then Cope or Hope, and then I recently bought Cope. Yeah, uh, I like Hope a little bit better than Cope, but Cope is a very good record as well. But mm. uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah, I have zero as you guys uh, like, no, I have zero connection to this album. I haven't listened to any of the music. Like, like probably the first time was Shakuna showing me that one track mm -hmm. like, in, in the car. And it definitely was a departure or, from what I would normally ever listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I mean, it's, it's not my thing, but I'll, get into how I kind of dug into this album as we go forth. And I knew, the podcast. I, I, I wouldn't worry yourself. She's going to start to cut you off. No, you're fine. But I mean, again, it's, I'm not surprised that some of the reviews went that way just because mm -hmm. I might or might not be thinking the same kind of rating. Maybe. Um, but again, music is subjective, right? So sure. like, like I'm sure, like I actually showed my my wife a, a couple like songs, and she, she she thought it was all right. I mean, I I made the mistake of comparing to a band she loves, and she was like, "No, hell no, <laughs> they're not, not the anything. They're not anything." The I'm band. Like, um, uh, but uh, Sons. 
No, of course not. No, who'd you, <laughs> who'd you compare him to? He did compare it to Mom Version Sons. No, of course not. Uh, um, sure, sure. Uh, sure you didn't. No, of course not. Sure you didn't. Wait, um, is that who you did? Yes. Well, yes, but oh. again, it's fine. But, but it, okay, in fairness... Is, okay, so I, I, I pivot for a second here. So I was talking sure. to um, my like my old like boss at work, and he's a super cool guy. Like, we connect on like like musically a lot and i asked him if he liked this band and he's like oh hell no but i showed him this the album that we were reviewing tonight t- like tonight and he came back he's like so bad news i actually love it <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> damn it see see it'll grow but, it'll grow on but, you but but again i think in time this might grow on me but again like i'll get i'll get into that like later but uh yeah it definitely was not for me um but again it don't spoil too it. much more that was it please like, can, we, can we get a track listing first my god okay well let's go into well the maze i believe is the first track it, that would be the first track that's on the album yes so uh we'll give you a little a little sampling of that and then we'll uh we'll get into discussion about it so let's uh let's give that a listen track one the maze Yeah, so this, believe it or not, was the song that actually hooked me on on the band because I didn't hear any of the singles off this album, which once again being the gold, the alien, and the moth. Um, this popped up like randomly in one of those uh, Spotify playlists of like just like auto genre music, like oh, if you like this, then you'll probably like this. And originally, I was like, man, I don't know if I can really get into this guy's voice. Um, but then I started digging more into like the lyrics of it, and I was like. God damn, I'm like there there's a there's a story here. Um so this oh the the one thing I really really appreciate about this song more than anything else is like that big swelling chorus that just that it almost sounds like almost like a church chorus almost in the background just like echoing this back that that whole like uh, you don't even know I speak well at all like like that whole like I feel like that's a that's one of those songs that like if they were touring on this record, they'd probably start off with and just have the audience just like basically just shout it right back to them. That's that's kind of how I felt about this song. Um, it's personally um, one of my favorites. I know it's like going straight out of the gate, um, but it's like sure. it, there's something very like overwhelming about this track in just terms of like how it just like envelops you. Um, sure. Not not much more to it than that. It's it's very it's very somber, very very even toned. A lot of acoustic drums. But man, there is there's a lot to it. So, can I, I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Maybe too personal, but when was your daughter born? Uh, she was born in uh, 2020. Okay. When did you find out about this album? Uh, like 2017, 2018, somewhere in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought you related to it so much because it's you know the song is about his daughter being born yes. and yeah, like, yeah. going back and forth, and I was like. This is why Shakuna really like you have like an emotional attachment to it. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's not. I'm I'm a sucker for concept albums. I don't know if you guys know this about the, me or not, but I'm a I'm a big sucker for concept albums. And this just there's something to be said about the way that this album 
interwoven with with its con- core concept, which I'll talk about more once we get into the, the deeper into the track. Oh, I day. can't wait because I'm very angry at the concept of this album. Oh, are you now? Interesting. Well, Interesting. I, I, oh, yeah. But anyways, yes, it's a beautiful song. Beautiful. I love this song. Um, I like how the first half is structured to be his daughters looking at him. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is him looking at his daughter and like the thoughts they'd have. But yeah, it's a beautiful. I don't know if I'd put it as track one, to be honest. It's a beautiful, somber song that probably not somber, but it should have been maybe later into the album, in my opinion. Yeah, it probably could. It could have been moved around for a little bit for sure. I feel like uh, the gate, it would have been better to start off with the gold, which is the second track, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, just kind of give, giving a, a nice little punch to kind of get you moving through it. Um, yeah. There's also a few other songs I feel that also could be well rearranged as well in terms of the track listing, but we'll talk more about that later. Sure. Benny, Mr. Mister, I'm going to shit all over this. So, let's, let's hear it. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So as you know, this is basically like my first experience like with the, with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, as you guys know, it, it kind of begins with like Annie Hill's vocals and the, the piano kind of building in the background. I kind of like, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, um, I, again, this is my first listen. So keep in mind, I had like no perspective at all as to what the song was about. Um, after the second listen, um, I started reading into the lyrics and I, I definitely kind of noticed like right off the bat, like there, there isn't really an actual like chorus of the song. It's just like six verses. Mm-hmm. Um, and with like the first like, like three, um, I, is the first like three as Dan pointed out, his daughter talking to him. Yep. And then the next three verses is, is the reverse. Um, so like knowing like, like, like that and just seeing like, like like what it was about and layered how like beautiful it sounded. I definitely thought it was like a beautiful like dedication to his daughter. And again, like his the vocals and instrumentals are very like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it just again, yeah, again, it's like it's it's not totally what I always seek out in terms of like my my music. However, I can appreciate talent, and it definitely like showcases talent. So yeah, I'll give that. And I definitely liked it. It was again probably one of my favorites as well. Um, but that's all kind of had. I mean, I definitely tried more to go into like the lyrics, even though I went into like I'll get into it a little later. But I get I get into the weeds a little bit on Reddit with with some of the people like dissecting this album. I'm like, don't get into Reddit, way, man. Reddit will destroy. This is way at- too into the weeds for me, so I had to like backpedal a little bit. Um, but I'm mostly focused on like like the lyrics because mm-hmm. and knowing that it's a concept album which makes sense just as we'll get into uh, i think that was kind of the way to go since like musically it isn't usually what i go for but we can go on to the next one well i think i figured it, you know since you're a person that writes poetry uh or has written poetry in the past uh and, and considers yourself a, a a writer of sorts uh i figured a wordsmith, a wordsmith yes a, a, a weaver of the of the of the letters and the phrases and the nouns and verbs and what have you um, sure. I figured this album would be right up your alley just from once again, from a, a dissection standpoint of like storytelling. So um, like I sure. said, th- I knew this is going to be way out of your comfort zone, but I'm glad that you're, you decided to to dive a little bit deeper into it instead of just, you know, surface level, like, eh, the song sucks. But in- instead of <laughs> finding out wh- why you might think that or, or otherwise. So, yeah, so sure. I'm glad uh, we're, I'm glad we're on this journey, Benny, you and I and, 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 and Dan, too, I guess. And Dan, too. I'm here. I, I, I guess I guess Dan can come along. <laughs> Uh, we move on to track two, uh, which is The Gold. Let's get a listen. I 
So this is uh, the song that I introduced Benny to on, on the car ride back. Uh, listeners, for for those of you who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, uh, me and Benny went to go see uh, Newfound Glory uh, do an acoustic show. And on the way back, which we knew we were going to be reviewing this album, I was like, well, I'm like, no time like the present to uh, introduce you to, to the band. Let's, let's see instant reaction. And just I could just see, like, in the corner of my eye as I'm driving, Benny's just, like, giving me this look, like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I wouldn't have chose this song, to be honest. So, oh, this, I, well, I mean, this was the first single off the album, so it's the reason why I picked it. So, um, oh, okay, so, and I'll, I know I'm not going to, like, it probably is completely inaccurate, because my wife thought it was inaccurate, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I compared it to that one band that, that shall not be named, Um Wow, what's wrong with that band? Benny can't say that band. Well, I just oh, okay. that's first that that's the first thing that I that I I thought of when I when I heard this and I mean I it's when I went I went online Uh-oh. and I I tried to find some person to that was agreeing with me and I did find on like some corners of Twitter and Reddit that some people were comparing uh like a few it could be this song in particular to Mumford and Sons and again. I could be t- like, totally like, like, out of that field or right field, like, whatever field it is. Uh, but it kind of reminded me of when Jakuna thought that the Dangerous Summer was the starting line. Mm-hmm. And again, it just it wasn't like a knock on Mumford and Sons or on on on, a, on Manchester Orchestra. It just the first like my first listen, I'm like, I, for some reason, I heard like elements of. Mumford and Sons. And I'm not sure what era I'm kind of thinking about. Um, because I know like, like it's not quite I don't know if it if it's Delta or I think it is 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 Faith No More the, the first one, G. The first um Mumford album is called what? We're Apple? getting consensus, everybody. I don't know. I, I, I honestly I honestly forget. Sorry, I, I kinda of called her out and she, she was reading, so <laughs> but but Why'd no, you put I me just, on the spot. Again, like that? I, I don't know what it was. I, I just I I, I I heard like Marvin and Sons like while I was listening to the to Gold and and maybe that's what kind of like led me astray. Um, even though again I'm not not a fan of Marvin and Sons, but not like my favorite band. Sure. So. Well, I mean, in all fairness, this band is an Americana band. It, at least this album in concept is Americana, right? It's there. Oh yeah. There there is there's nothing more. I mean, it's it it hits every one of those notes. So you could compare it to bands like Fleet Foxes and Mumford and Sons and um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other bands off the top of my head. Uh, band of Horses. Band uh, of Horses. Yeah. Yeah. So like kind of, the, the, kind of along those same lines, right? Um, but yeah, um, so so I could totally see where you might draw that parallel. Um, myself, personally speaking, this song is also kind of one of those. Uh, this was once again their first single. I didn't hear this until I heard the first track, and then now that the more and more I listen to this album, I like how the tail end of the first track, the maze, leads into this, where you hear like oh, that yeah. that that little just that, that little click off that brings you right into it, and like it just doesn't skip a beat. It almost feels like it should have been like the, the two songs should have almost been blended together. And there's a few instances of where that happens in this album, where we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but sure. um, I don't know, man, just. That that big once again that big swelling group chorus that that I believed you were crazy like I was like man I'm like I don't know why but like that that one just hurt and just hits hits deep for some odd reason um and sure. um there is one lyric in particular 
that um, that really that really grabbed me. And I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. I'm going to pull. Oh, uh, you that don't open your guys eyes for a while. while you, you just beat that moment. Down. Yeah, you just beat that moment down. It's like to me, like there's so much going on with that lyric. It almost feels like it's a a father telling like his his younger son, like, hey, like we're because the whole the whole concept of this is once again, it's it's about a, a mining town in in South Dakota, right? So it's the the idea of like that whole black mile to the surface is like you're just surrounded by nothingness and darkness until you get to the, to the light where you're out in the open world and, and surrounded in soot and ash and, and coal dust and everything else. It's like that, um, that you don't open your eyes for a while cause you don't want all this dust to get into your eyes. Mm-hmm. You just, you just beat it down. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't pay attention to it and you just keep on moving forward till you get to the light. Right. It's like, sure. man, like that's gotta be a hard fucking life to like, to be a fucking coal miner in the middle of like middle of nowhere, South Dakota, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, and, it's kind of depressing. The song if you think is about like it. Uh, the song yeah, is definitely like literally with, with like metaphors about like mining and relating that back. To, and to me, I mean, it kind of, I don't know if, if I was reading that, like, reading to us like the wrong way, but, but what I got from it was it was kind of relating like being like a minor to like a failing like relationship. Like, yeah. Like one, one of the lines is like, you'll become my ceiling. Our caves are collapsing. Like that, that, that could be, that could definitely be like a, like a failed relationship or, like, and it could also relate to like, obviously like the, the mind collapse. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there's, there's a lot of, uh, what, what's called it? Uh, analogies or not analogies. So, I can't think of words. Yeah, so I was I was I was reading into it as well, and it's funny you said like it's that line was almost like a father um, talking to his son because when I read, um, he, I guess like uh, let me see, um, Andy references his father's heart attack, which could all tie into how the events could have that effect on you, and he actually pulled that line straight from his father's advice. No shit. So that what so that that was a great call though, Jacuna, uh, because apparently again this is what I read online. So I'm um, <laughs> hopefully the internet um, that doesn't come back and smite me. Um, however, from what I it heard Andy's actual and read, quote. it was a quote from like from basically his father to him. Yeah. After after a heart attack, I believe. So, Dan, I don't know if you have heard the same or if you have any further thoughts on that. Oh yeah, I'm in this podcast. Hi. <laughs> so. God damn, Dan. Hi. <laughs> I, Dan's getting all salty all and shit. I didn't mind all the mining reference. Hey. Uh, the band does musical stops like a pro. I love the vocal highlights whenever the music just drops out and Andy really gets to show off his angelic voice in this song. It's not one of my favorite songs, and it's kind of disappointing to hear that it was one of the singles because I would not have put this as a single. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think it's fine. I'd give this song like a 6 out of 10. Fair enough. What, what, just songs on this album I consider 10, so I'm like, why is this a single? I think maybe because it's probably just more uh, radio friendly. I mean, in... oh, I totally disagree with that too. Wow. I mean, compared to the songs, I think. I mean, if yeah. you get okay, Inter- interesting. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm very intrigued to hear what you would think about the other ones because I I think there's, I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, I I guess I'm just. Curious I don't think it's a bad song. Don't get sure. me wrong. I just. There I, just, are I think it's two more other highlights in this album that neither of them were singles, and it blows my mind. Fair enough. Okay. Well, we'll... I didn't know what the singles were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get into it, I guess. Uh, I guess that takes us on to track number three, which is uh, called The Moth, which is the uh, third single that was released off the album. Um, but uh, let's give it a listen. And play. Hey, 
also, um, this song is what the one moment where I'm probably going to agree with you on this one, Dan. This probably should have not been a single, although I do enjoy it. Um, I feel like this one just feels like um, I don't. I guess I'm trying to find the right words to kind of describe it. It, it feels like almost like a like a my chemical romance song in terms of like the, those kind of like screaming in the background, but yet uh, feels almost too abrasive for, for someone who may not be well versed in like the band's style, if you will. Um, the, uh, the one thing that I do like about this song though, is the, the storyline that kind of weaves that weaves in and out of before, like gets into these, like these big swelling choruses. Uh, is is just the idea, uh, and I keep on saying swelling courses for some odd reason. I'm sorry. They're all swelling. They they kind of are though. All uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like I'm running on four hours of sleep here, guys. Uh, but uh, the 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 concept of the idea of just um, this trying to escape this town of where where you're stuck in, like the whole there's a way out, there's a way in. Like it, it's almost like wanting to leave this this uh, this kind of land of nothingness, this this small this small mountain town or small mining town that where there's probably nothing but like a few traffic stop, stops and a gas station if you're lucky. Um, but like knowing that the only way that you can make money to escape is you have to stay in it. Um, there's yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of wordplay going on there, and um, I, I dig it. Anyways. Gentlemen, can I go on my rant? You can. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's do it, baby. All right. My, uh, one of my gripes with Manchester Orca Orchestra is that they definitely have a formula: heavy guitars, driving drums, and epic vocals with like the sway. The oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my problem is this: it's an exact same formula on a lot of songs, and those are usually my least favorite songs. They do songs. They're, they're an amazing band, and I love a lot of their music. But on all these albums, even the early ones and the new ones, like there's even a few on the Mass of God that I feel the same way about. Yep. There are just some that are all the same formula that I could not pick out of a barrel. <laughs> You're like, hey, what album is this off of? And I'd be like, The Moth? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I it's one of them. find this song completely boring for them. I'm thinking it's a great song. But for them, because I've seen them hit heights yeah. that blow me away. I've cried to Manchester Orchestra Same. songs before. Same. So, and this song, again, being a single really disappoints me because this is one of my least favorite songs on the album. I think it's just lackluster and kind of a filler for them. Yeah, it, I, I will agree with you on that one for sure. It's it's not, it, I enjoy it, but yeah, it's it definitely feels like this was one of those should have been a B-side as opposed to should have been a, a single. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's not a bad song. It's just, yeah, it's definitely not my personal favorite. Anyways, yeah, Benny, I'm sure you're going to join us in the in that uh, in that consensus. <laughs> it's his favorite song? <laughs> no, it definitely it's one of my least favorites. Um, yeah, as well. I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of indifferent. I mean, I was trying to like look for like meaning like within the song. Yeah, and I kind of got like like different times where I thought it was maybe like about like like a wife wanting out of a relationship like, I, I just i see a lot about like like force myself, force myself to take a different name um throw away the man you used to be like bury, bury him with rivalry and then yeah. at the very end again i was reading into the lyrics and the very i couldn't hear it i don't know if it was just was the version i was listening i was listening to but at the very end the lyrics i saw said where is it um what about our future 
Yeah. And apparently, again, this is me looking into the internet. Apparently, that was uh, his daughter saying that. Yeah. Um, into like into it, and and basically with like that, like if the daughter's asking, the daughter's asking, like, what about our future? Maybe she's questioning. Hey, like my our family's falling apart. Um, like what about what's going to happen to us um, a- after it's done? So that's kind of where I kind of got from the song. Again, um, it kind of like leads to like some like themes that we see a lot, which is like family and destruction and life and death um, throughout it. Um, so that's kind of what I got from this song. Again, not my favorite, but that's kind of what I pull from it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the before we get into the next track, just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying there, Benny, uh, in relation to his daughter's uh, vocals at the end of that song, um, there are other songs where you do hear... Uh, uh, his daughter's vocals uh, in in other songs, not necessarily on this album, but also on the Million Masks of God. Oh, tons of times. Yeah, it's awesome. So, too. So, so yeah, it, and the thing is, like, there's always some sort of like I wouldn't say deeper meaning necessarily, but but there's definitely something you can kind of poke out and be like, oh shit, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Like, uh, for example, it it's not on this album, so I I think I can we can freely talk about it to a certain extent. Um, there's a song called Bedhead, which is on the uh, the album The Million Masks of God, which Incredible I fucking love that song so much. Um, but at the end of the song, uh, you hear his daughter talking about uh, the boy who cried wolf and how how the idea of like um, the, the boy, the boy who cried wolf. But then he went back up. Then everyone went on to the mountain, but the wolf wasn't there. And it's and it's just like that whole idea of just like being completely lost there's there's a lot to dig into that song and i won't i don't want to i don't want to go into it too deeply because it's not on this album but um listeners out there please do yourself a favor listen to that song at some point in time even if you don't like any of the songs you're hearing on this album please go listen to bedhead it's it's an amazing amazing rock song i i i can't say enough good things about it and i know danny can agree with that one for sure so the moth is where i got into like that reddit black like black hole oh i'm sure you did i was gonna ask you about reddit and I don't know what the hell the guy was talking about. I don't, like, is there a vi- is there a music video tied to the song? Yeah, there is. I haven't seen it personally, um, but okay. yeah, but there is one that exists. So, oh, that that reminds me. So I was uh I was on. So like, I'll get to my my first point, and then I'll get to my second point that I was pivoting towards. Okay. Um, so 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 the moth. This guy was talking about with like clones, um, and just being like the song has like different versions of of himself like in the song it, it was going like i'm like what the hell are you talking about and all these people are agreeing with him and i'm like what what the hell? So look up okay look up on reddit maybe maybe not right now but maybe it was a different song but it was like the moth manchester orchestra reddit and see if you can find like this like moth breakdown that this guy was like going like deep into the weeds maybe not now because it we don't have enough time for that yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah it was just I was like, this guy is like office rocker. I have no he, idea what he's talking about. Either he's smoking that good, good. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. So, um, so just to pivot, um, towards the music video co- uh, comment. So sure. I was on like TikTok, and this guy was talking about the director of um everything, everywhere, all at once, um, and allegedly, again, Jeremy and Dan, you probably know better than I would. Yeah. Um, but allegedly, like a like the director of everything ever all at once who won just won like a billion awards and the movie mm. is wild. Um, but apparently the director of that also directed music videos in his past. And, and then, apparently this is one, of them? one of the music videos he listened, he did was for Manchester orchestra. No shit. Now, I don't know what song he did. Um, I, I should have, I, I just thought of it now. So, I, so I kind of feel like bad. That I'm, I'm saying this like fact, I don't have anything to back it up, 
but um that's what the, the guy was saying on, on tiktok so you might want to look into that maybe like once the song is playing i can kind of look into it and see which song it was yeah um but that seems like a pretty cool fact too so i'm kind of hoping it's Again, the music it for bedhead now towards moth though i don't know what song it was but if that's true it's a pretty cool fact that is pretty rad for sure all right well we move on now to uh the next track on this album which is uh breaking the the uh naming convention off the entire album it's called lead south dakota or lead sd but that stands for south dakota anyways i ramble let's listen Ah, absolutely love that chorus. Um, the one thing I really appreciate about this song more than anything else is that that opening riff that that starts off the entire song. It just feels like laced paranoia, like that. Just like that whole idea of like you're just like looking behind your shoulder and just like seeing someone else behind you, and uh, and realizing like no one's there and you're just you're just kind of in your own head. Um, the lyrics also have, I think kind of almost kind of describe that as well a little bit too. Like the idea of like, you're being stuck inside this grocery store and like, you see all these people just kind of wandering by you and like thinking that they have like these big expensive li- or these big important lives or whatever, but they realize that like, you're, you're just fucked up right now. And you just realize that everyone else is just kind of fucked up around you as well. Like they're all just trying to look busy. Right. Um, there is, yeah, there's a, a lot there's a lot going on in this song. <laughs> just just yeah. a fucking lot. Um, but uh, it's kind of, it's grown on me a lot more the more and more I listen to it. Like the first time I heard it, I wasn't exactly super sold on it. But man, w- once that, once that just that driving drum beat kicks in and just like, oh shit, you're, you're on for, you're on for a little bit of a fucking ride because it, it, it's kind of, it has like, it starts off with this really, once again, paranoia inducing kind of just like a and then all of a sudden it just like mellows out and then it ramps right back up, mellows back out. And it just, it just takes you on this like this little roller coaster, if you will. Um, I don't know. I kind of dig it. Anyways, what, what do you guys think? I, I can go. I guess. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, just ahead. to, I figured out what song it was. Um, apparently it was Simple Math. Oh, okay. A music video from 2011. Okay. Um, one of the clips I saw, it kind of reminds me of everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but it's it's kind of crazy. But yeah, simple math. Um, again, I never heard of the song, never heard the song before in my life. But apparently, that's a song that the directors from that movie directed. So right on. That's tie that in a bow. Fun um, fact. So lead, so lead South Dakota. Yeah. Um, is is this track? So I definitely thought like the stories woven in the song seemed to to hop around a little bit yeah um but um there was a, a constant theme that connects it all which is kind of like uncertainty and doubt it seems that, that he spends the majority of the song in like this sixth state and seeing this, like, kind of a like, rinse and repeat of everyday life um this is, it is a really beautiful song and it is one of my favorite songs actually oh nice um, on this album and again like, i've i've been like in the grocery store life <laughs> like I, I i did it for 13 years um so that could be a reason why I I kind of like I kind of connect to it because I just I just remember just being in there and just being like, oh, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and just having that like, just like totally like, I guess like 
and like the like, all this like like doubt and this like, rinse and repeat of like I've just like wiped that. I'm like I need I need out of this, and I that's how I, I kind of uh, connected to the song. But it was a great song. Again, probably one of my favorites. Right on, on the album, Daniel. Oh, so this Uh-oh. is actually one of my favorites too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You almost. I, think, <laughs> I was like, oh. the tone of this song is amazing. It reminds me of like Moon Matchbook Romance did Monsters, mm-hmm. just like the eerie feeling throughout the whole song. Um, it's creepy. It's haunting. I love the picture it's painting of all the storylines or the storylines it's starting to build up. However, this is where the album starts to become David Lynch. This is where we get our Twin Peaks part, and this album goes off the rails in different storylines. Oh, yeah. A lot of them I like, and a lot of them I don't like, and it all starts at the stupid grocery store. <laughs> I still think this song is amazing. Um, it is probably my third favorite album on the or song on the album. Nice. Love, this Love song. it. Love it. Yeah, there's... Uh... You're right. The chorus is killer. Oh, my God. Is it ever? Yeah, it just punches you in the face. I dig it. Anyways, okay, we move on now to the second track, or I'm sorry, the second track, the second single of the album. Um, this is uh, track number five, and it's called The Alien. Let's give it a listen. Can you hear me? What's your name? You could not speak, just laid amaze at all the damage. As the high school's letting out. All the kids saying the same thing that they used to. It's an alien. Okay, so this is going to be the song that I listen to almost exclusively on this album. And I don't know what it is about it. The the story about it is just absolutely chilling and depressing yeah. and sad like i every time i hear it i literally just like almost start like welling up into tears just because it's like it to me um and and i read a little bit more into this and i'm sure you probably did benny since you decided to jump down the, the reddit rabbit hole um that this is a song about a person that basically was mutilated by his father um and basically has no purpose in life um, existing in this small town in Lawrenceville, Kansas. No one no one gives a shit about him. There's no purpose. He's been teased and taunted his entire life because of, because of the mutilation uh, that his father did to him. And he basically decides to just find some way to just basically, in a, in a biblical sort of sense, if you will, uh, basically beg God to like tell him, like, hey, listen, like, if you don't, if you don't let me off myself or, or, or if you, if you don't tell me what my purpose is, I'm just going to take myself out because there's no fucking purpose to it. There's no purpose to life. And just, and then when he finally does go and collide with this group of people, like whether it's in a car or how he does it, I don't know specifically how he does it. I'm going to guess it's probably in a car. He just like mows up, mows up and mows up to go kill himself in a car. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And and mows, mows down a bunch of people and then realizes like, fuck, I was just trying to kill myself. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to take out all these other people with him. And then, and, and then realizes like, even when he was still trying to commit a unsuccessful suicide, even then the same schoolyard kids that basically bullied and taunted him his entire life still showed up to basically taunt and bully him some more. And even in like his last hours, he's confronted by the, the high school bully of his brother and who's like a cop that's like trying to save him, but like he didn't like want anything to do with it. And he just wanted to, to let go. 
um, there is something just very, very just deep and haunting about it, and it's just fucking sad. It's it just like it, it make it just kind of makes you realize that like whether where no matter where you live, mental health is still one of those things that still is very much just not treated well or given the, the respect and time that it deserves um, to 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 heal people and like situations like this like could have been very easily prevented. Oh no. There there's a like I said it, it it chokes me up when I think about it because it's like I've known people like that who have in my life that have tried to do those sorts of things as well that would um you know drink excessively and then go and drive and like basically with no other intended purpose than to just just off themselves and they don't care about the consequences. And man, there is something that just cuts very deep to my core on that one, especially considering I lost one of my friends um to something that's very similar as that. So it's like um so yeah, it's 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 a it's a very very deep song. Like I said, the the whole idea of just you know this this kid that basically was just treated as like a, a rag doll and thrown away. It's like like no one gives a shit about him. I don't know. It's it's so it's very good. My my experience with it was completely different because what I read the song was about is about it's the killer from the wolf and the grocery store who killed someone and went to go commit suicide because of that. Really? So I, d- I didn't pick up on and, that one. Oh, I didn't either. I've the first time I listened to it, like you do, I listened to it in my car and I was like, this is a beautifully sad song. I love it. But then reading that and going through the lyrics and thinking at like going into it, looking as like, Oh, this person just killed someone and now he wants to kill himself because he's regretting it. And then he goes and kills more people. I actually hated the song because of that. Sure. Which sucks because I liked it before going into the deep dive of like trying to figure out what it's actually about. But but would it change your mind if the, the person like, listen, this is not me trying to excuse murder by any means. Like people who do that are are, are seriously (laughs) need some fucking need some real fucking help. Um, But would it would it be any more of a solace if the person that did it was someone who was completely taunted and bullied and and uh, and disfigured by his father with it, that was, who was a drunk and and cut off his ears with a pair of scissors like that's I mean you kind of have to look at it into in somewhat perspective like obviously like once again I don't ex- if if that's true and that and that's the same character that we're dealing with here then. Obviously, I don't excuse the actions by any means. But at the same time, too, if if you were someone that like had your ears cut off by your father, with, you know, with, um, with a rusty pair of scissors, and you were taunted and called an alien your entire life, and no one gave a shit about you, it's like, it, does it does is like does the punishment fit the crime? I don't know. I'm I just it's there. Well, I mean, in that aspect, if we're gonna go into like in Silence of the Lambs, they were talking about how Billy Bob was like molested as a child, and that's why he you know, skins women and wears their sure. skin to look like it. I don't know. I'm not trying to justify or fight anything nope. against Same you. Here. I'm just saying Same here. because Same here. of like the David Lynch style of the way this album goes after going back to it, I was like, Oh, this song means less to me now. And I wish I wouldn't have read that because <laughs> I did think it was a beautiful song and it is very heartbreaking. It is. But then so, the lyrics completely changed for me. So it's, uh, it's funny, uh, not to cut you off, Benny, and I'll, I'll make this brief, I promise. Uh, sure. So my my dad is a singer songwriter, as I, I believe I mentioned to the both of you at some point in time in, in our discussions. Um, but uh, he's not like really big into the same type of music that I listen to. And this is the the song that I introduced him to for the band. I was like, hey, I'm like, give this song a listen. Let me know what you think. I mean, you're a singer songwriter. You might find something in this. And he goes, holy shit. He goes, 
who what what happened to this fucking guy like he's like i feel i feel so bad for a person that i don't even know or like for a character that like probably doesn't even exist i'm like probably doesn't but yeah i'm like it's kind of how i felt he's like man he's like i kind of want to listen to more of this record then he's like yeah he's like this record isn't for me but i do like that song i was like okay noted real quick contribution too i read that uh, Andy wrote it when he was in Hawaii with his wife on her birthday. Yep. He was like, I'm going to write two of the saddest songs possible. And I'm like, what is with you? It's her birthday. <laughs> no, she asked, right, she, asked, she asked him to do it. Oh. Benny. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, are we sure that this happens, like, I guess, like, after the events? Um, uh, let me see. Of, let me see. Of, of the, the grocery store and, and the wolf. Are, are we sure? So like, wait. Because I grocery store this then wolf no wolf oh god it's moth because I mean it it goes if that is true they like I don't know why they why they place a song where it is oh I have major problems with the placement when we get but that's why I'm saying I don't know I don't I'm not entirely confident that it is the same it could I mean it definitely could be interesting if if, if that is a fact then I I believe you but it just it makes no sense to me if, if that's if that's true then why is it where where it is um but this song it definitely takes a shift into a much darker place mm-hmm. um as like in the, in the previous like four songs um and again i as we kind of already kind of did that went to it's about like some some guy who took some pills and is driving ends up causing a traffic accident that hurts not only himself but other people i i, I don't know if if they got killed in the accident I, i'm assuming that they got at least severely injured um because they kind of allude to that yeah um like like in in the song um he ultimately survives um so he he failed his attempt um he's lying in a hospital bed at that store and what i kind of got uh from wait like, hold on the, time out. does does he survive though because so, so okay so i I'll, I'll get into that okay so um when i got so like it's at the Again, at the very like last part of the song, talking about his like last amendments. I don't know if that was like his like last rites. So what I got from it was like it's a, a priest comes in, gives him his last rites, and then leaves him alone, and then he's left there to die. So that's kind of where I got like that part of it. Got it. Um, like time is here to take your last amendments and believe him on your own. Time is here to take you by the hand and leave you here, uh, leave you here alone. So I I think that's like it's a Again, hospital priest comes in, gives them his his last rites. I don't I don't know if that's the same as last amendments. So that's what I interpret it as. Um, and then it also says carve into stone at the end of it, so that could be like a yeah a tomb. I, I think he's dead. Carved into stone. That's I didn't even notice that. So 100. percent So he he probably is dead. So again, like super super dark. I mean, I in my high school there was a lot of instances of of car accidents that end up like taking the lives of, of students at my high uh, at my school it was it was like it was a dark time um for a number of years because it happened a lot um so it wasn't anybody who i was like particularly like, close with but it still was really really fucking sad um obviously yeah um so that's kind of like where i kind of got a connection to this song i mean it wasn't my favorite um and again if it is about a character that we see later on in the album, I think that the placing is dumb. But <laughs> if it's, it's, a, it's a totally separate story of just this incident that's happening in this like like a shitty mining town, then I'm perfectly fine with it. But right. if it's same per, same like same person, then that's where I had the problem with that. But 
Fair enough. Who's, who's to say? Who Who is to say? That's right. Uh, we move on now to track number six, and this song is called The Sunshine. Let's give it a listen. Probably one of the shorter songs on the album. Uh, only clocking about a little under two minutes. Yep. Uh, this is, once again, one of those songs that did not make it as a single. However, though, there was a music video for this song that, that was released for it. Which How is really? this not a single? It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> so that's best. I, there well, were, like, it's so short. Uh, I also don't it know the answer that, to that either. <laughs> Uh, but I do know there was a music video that was released for it, and it's uh, it's fucking adorable. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's Andy with his with his daughter, uh, and basically just kind of like dancing around uh, their living room or whatever. And then towards the end of the song, he like kind of like lets go of her, and she kind of just like floats away like off into like uh, like towards like this window, and like there's this like really really bright sunlight that's coming through it, and like you kind of just like see her almost like fading off into it. And it's like it's it's weird on kind of how it's put together, but man, it is. It's very wholesome, and it's, it just kind of gives you gives you a little bit of a kind of a feel good. Um, and uh, knowing now uh, that's about his daughter, um, it, it's like I feel like there's a little bit more of a connection to that too. Is someone who is a father to a a, a young girl like that, that makes sense. That that yeah. whole idea of just like you know parenting a, a young child that doesn't really know anything about the world around them. Is just and just knowing that there's like this this just innocent human that like you can mold and shape and and turn yeah. into to something beautiful is is just um it's a, it's a really Aww. really good feeling and um Sorry. and and I, and I do I do like this song a lot it's um so yeah I mean it wasn't my favorite but I did appreciate like its simplicity and it was beautiful and looking again like reading into the internet uh, from what I hear like um Andy Hall said that this is like a lullaby that he wrote for his daughter mm-hmm. obviously which makes sense because what are lullabies they're short sweet and simple so yeah that makes sense why this is the way it is because it's a lullaby for his daughter that apparently he wrote like years before you met her um again this is a i saw these like quotes on this like lyric site that i went to so i'm like i don't and it's something like, verified user mentioned manchester orchestra so i'm oh. assuming that these quotes that i got um were from the band um so if i'm right come at me but and tell me i'm wrong um yeah Man- manchester like, orchestra we know you, you definitely listen to this podcast yeah <laughs> but i mean again like i know there's a lot of like die hard like manchester orchestra fans out there so if i am wrong please please let me know um but again another thing like bad about the song it wasn't my favorite mm-hmm. but it still was like, beautiful for what it was so i'll, I'll give you that Fair enough. Danny. This was this was one of my favorites. I love this song. Um, it's sweet, short, and I it's a game changer for the album. And it's annoying of the placement because we just got done with a super sad song yeah. that doesn't make sense going with this one. See, that's my problem with the themes of this album. Yeah. If you're gonna tell this crazy story, then weave it randomly throughout the album in different spots, but then also have these really heartwarming so- like songs for your daughter or about your daughter. Like, pick a lane. It's weird, buddy. <laughs> it's... Um, but 
and also this should have been a single don't you know how pop music works yeah like if you want to get famous follow jason mraz or or you know any of those like singer songwriters that got huge put out a song like this and make it huge and people will follow then they can find your other music completely agree um and and i wish it it's weird though because like you would think that if you're releasing a song as a single you would have released uh or you're releasing a, a music video for a song you would think that's also being released as a single yeah and uh yeah not not the case here uh which like if this got more radio play this would be so many people's wedding songs oh my gosh though, i know it's about a daughter but so many people would reinterpret it too of course yeah my sunshine i'm marrying you oh I, do you do you want to marry me, Danny? I do. Aww. <laughs> Aww. True love always. All right. Uh, we move on to track number seven. Uh, this song is called The Grocery. Hey, look at that. See, we're, we're, we're bringing it all back with, with The Grocery. Let's go listen. Uh, so this is, I wouldn't say it's my favorite song on the album, but man, the story that is told here, and this is once again, kind of coming back to our potential, uh, character from the alien, uh, that whole idea of just like wandering into the, this, uh, this grocery store and just like realizing that like life's kind of meaningless and you, you just like, you just you take a gun you just un- unload a few rounds it's like man it's like dude there's there's so much going on inside of this person's psyche of just like all this bad shit that's just like swelling inside of them like i can only once again do not justify once again violence in any way shape or form that i mean it just you know don't, fucking don't do that shit um but at the same time it's like just like our kind of unhealthy obsession with serial killers and just kind of like the the inner minds of those individuals and just kind of what makes them tick like i kind of like wish i could do a dissection on this character and like finding out like what would their what was their motivation to do the things that they do like that this guy's this guy just like wanders in you know uh open opens fire just the middle of this grocery store and then turns the gun on himself and then realizes he ran out of ammo and like the the only thing he hears from the gun just clicks while he has the, the 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 barrel like stuck in his mouth right and then realize, like, oh, fuck, I meant to take out all these people, and I also want to take out myself at the same time, and I fucking failed at that, too. Like, it's just kind of like, man, like, it's almost like putting it in the setting of, like, once again, like, this just kind of, you know, very rural mining town, like, where there's nothing going on. Like, you kind of have to wonder, like, what goes on in the minds and psyches of these people that are basically just kind of, like, thrown into this environment where basically they just can't escape whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's allowed in grocery stores around his town? You know, probably that's not. that probably They're I, like, I'm going to get you just think about <laughs> you're not allowed in here. You, don't don't you dare come in here, sir. Um, but yeah, man, that is there's just so much going on in that song. And uh, that whole, once again, that that big buildup of uh, the idea of uh, wanting to feel 
the 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 idea of like if heaven exists from from the the teachings of their fathers and stuff like that of um you know the, i i want to i want to know how, how uh what it, i'm trying to remember what the, the lyric is but um but that's it, the it, reason i believe this is the same guy because he's singing this whole song about i want to know how your father felt when he lifted you up when he was there for you like that kind of thing like what it was like to see the world through you know someone's eyes who actually cared for you maybe it's mm. the father that's cutting off your ears and taking medication that you're stealing maybe so, i don't know so i think like I mean, personally, I know we're getting to like the other tracks, but I would have preferred like the alien to be after the mistake, maybe. Ooh, like, just to, like, to, like tie in the story a little better because. Well, but that's if it's we... the same character. If it, this isn't the same character, um, I don't know. Oh, wait, is it or is it not? No, that's why I said it's David Lynch. We're following like five characters. Yeah, And then this grocery store dude. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So, no. Obviously, like, this story is about like a chaotic event. Um, And as you guys pointed out, they could see open fires and then takes, takes the shot himself and it clicks. And then and then he obviously failed at that too. So he, like, he's like struggling and he, like, he's just trying to find purpose and then he like just wants to end it all. So I was looking. I read online and um, I think what Andy Hall said about the song is I really love the idea of trying to break the boundaries of what a songwriter is supposed to write about and what characters of what timelines should be there. I sort of like to time travel throughout. Um, this is an example of what the song is about. Three different things all at once and that in my brain are all connected. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, he likes to time travel. So even though that it might not make sense, like, after the first couple of lessons, I mean, it's probably on purpose because he's trying to like time travel throughout this song and throughout probably the whole album. Could be entirely possible. Who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's the whole beauty of musical interpretation. Is it not? Um, Dan, did you have any other uh, thoughts that you wanted to share? Not much. I, this song was okay. Just okay. I think it's because I got, I got over the, the storyline. You know how I said there's like three storylines going on. Yeah. This storyline yes. I got over, so fair enough. All right, okay. uh, gentlemen, we move on now to track number eight. We're actually reaching closer towards the end. Can you believe it? We're we're just kind of pile driving through these uh, WrestleMania reference. Okay, anyways, here we go. Uh, this song is uh, track number eight. This is the Wolf. Let's give it a listen. Ooh, I, I, I want to play more of this because I I know there's just like there's there's so much more that's about to pop off on the song. But man, this song just goes all over the place in terms of like different rhythms and different styles. But that 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 kind of like that haunting sort of just kind of tone that exists throughout the entire song is just rich and syrupy and thick. It's just it mm, freaking love it. Anyways, gentlemen. So I love this song, mm -hmm. but the problem is I don't see Andy's vision of this song. No matter how much I've read the quotes and I've read what it's supposed to be about, I get it. It's supposed to be the shooter retreating and being regretful and all that, but I don't yeah. get that from the lyrics. I get like, 
I like someone, you know, yeah, get someone going to their cave and assessing the damage and like being sorrowful, but it doesn't resonate with the other story like I feel like he wanted it to. I, Could be. The point is, I love it, and it's because it doesn't make me think of the storyline that's annoying <laughs> me. <laughs> Fair enough. Though I get it's supposed to be our dude that we're supposed to hate Pot and be mad at right now. Potentially our dude that we're supposed to be mad about. I mean, yeah. I think it is. I mean, I, <laughs> I had a really, really hard time like, like grasping at the meaning of the song. I really had to go like hard into like, like, like online research to like find meaning. So what are the Reddit um, so, nerds saying there, Benny? Well, again, like it's kind of like what you guys were saying. Like it's almost like this guy having like an out of body experience and looking over his life and and the events that just like recently passed and like and how they affected people, like him and people around him, and just having kind of like this like a, I guess like come to Jesus moment, um, on it. So I mean, again, it wasn't my favorite, to be honest. Um, again, like because I'm digging into this more lyrically mm -hmm. than. Musically, I just I wasn't a huge fan of the wolf, but I kind of I kind of got like the like I guess like once I I kind of got like the connection like to the rest of the songs. I mean, it seems like it definitely is like the same man from from the alien or even from, or even from grocery. Um, so I mean, in that case, it, it makes sense. But again, it wasn't my favorite song. But again, it's just a Again, like let me see. Like this is a whole a whole album that I wouldn't normally listen to. So yep. <laughs> like just me listening to this and, and, and giving it like the time is a big step for me. <laughs> that that so, was the whole point here, Benny. I was trying to break you out of your course. comfort zone. So I do want to throw in one more thing. I sure. love the random humor in this song. Mm -hmm. The it's twenty miles before I set fire. And then, like, the background, there's the, I think you're paying too much for your life insurance. <laughs> like, the recording of an actual, like, someone saying, yeah, yeah. you might be paying too much for your life insurance. But that's funny. I think it's a cool song. It is. It's very, it's very deep and technical. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so good. Anyways, uh, we move on now, gentlemen, to track number nine, which is called The Mistake. Let's give it a listen. There's that little millennial woo there for you that <laughs> I, I really I do enjoy this song a lot. Um, this was at first uh, this is the song that I would always skip over and I don't know why I always skipped over it for some odd reason. I, I, I can see the look of disgust on your face, Danny. The camera shows all. Uh, but but it I, I think it's maybe because like the, the start of it really didn't grasp me as much. So it's like for me, it's like if I can't get hooked on a song within the first like 10 to 15 seconds, I usually tend to skip over it. Like I have a very hard time. Like you, you have to you have to hook me in somehow. Right. And I don't feel like this song has like that much of a strong opener. Um, but man, once it finally kicks into high, high, dry, uh, high gear and just goes through like its paces, there is so much to draw from it. Um, and I find myself coming back to it more and more often. Um, and, and, and really kind of just picking it apart. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Gents. Do you want to go first, Dan? Dan, yeah, you should go you first. Go. No, you should go first. Who? Me? So, yeah, you. You should go. Or be second, actually. You want, 
This is my favorite <laughs> song on the album. Oh shit! Okay. I fucking love this song. Um, I, I, this is one actually I knew before going into it, and I forgot it was on this album, but mm. I love it. And I don't know, I love this. Woo! <laughs> yeah, right. Band, but I think the lyrics are great. The music, like everything about it, is just so good. But this, yeah, yeah this is my favorite song on the album. Yeah, it's it's very okay. well done for sure. Benny. So, I mean, I this is like kind of like ends kind of like the dark tones <laughs> yes that were like presence um in like the, the the previous songs i mean and it kind of seems like like he's talking about like the, this a man turned suicide like, again like those like like dark tones and, and i feel like this might be relating to the man in like the the alien sure um, so which is again kind of relating to like that time travel like jumps that is, is happening in this album so that's why i was kind of like I think I said before, like having the, having the, uh, what's it called? The alien, no, not the alien, sorry. Uh, the grocery? What was the, or, oh, or the moth? I, I, I'm losing, I'm, I'm losing track here. I'm sorry. The alien, yes. Yeah. So I feel like this is like, like kind of relating like, to like going off of what an alien where he's, he, he's like, he tried to, you know, like kill himself and then he obviously failed. Um, mm-hmm. But then, well, actually, he, I guess he didn't fail because, ends up dying so uh, it just it seems like it's it definitely ties into like either the grocery um person or, or the alien person maybe it's both who knows potentially um again i did it i did enjoy this song i mean and it just it seems like it's a, a man at the end of his rope and just giving up on it and i guess like the, the mistake is is, is i guess finally give it, giving up on himself right um but again it's i definitely like somewhat enjoy like the the, the darkness i mean i as you guys know i you probably can guess that I liked the lighter songs a little more. Sure. Um, just because of like my, my nature. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, it was a fitting ending to the darkness, um, which was his album, which I mean, that's, and I think that's kind of the, the, the overarching theme of the album, right? It's, it's the idea of like being trapped inside once again, like this, this, this small town where mm-hmm. there's probably not a whole lot of bright spots, uh, so to speak. I mean, the, the idea, like, I mean, I don't know how many small towns you visited in, in your, in your lifetime. I know I visited my fair share and it's, it's always, once again, it's, it's a few traffic signs, a pizza place and a gas station if you're lucky. And it's like, it's, it's all these people who are just very much kind of retreat into themselves and don't really venture too small, too far outside of their, their square mile, if you will. Um, and you mm. kind of have to wonder like what that does to someone's like mental outlook on the world around them. Like what, how do they view other people and other walks of life? Right. Um, that don't think and look and act and feel as they do. Um, there's, I, I think there's a lot to be said about that. Just not, not, not only in the context of this album, but in the context of just society as a whole, like there, that there's these small patches of just kind of like rural America or just rural wherever you may live where you where there are people that just don't venture out uh, outside of those areas and uh, and when they're finally exposed to other cultures and other walks of life they're immediately cast as like shut uh, they're uh, immediately cast as you know outsiders because they don't share those same uh, inherited values that once again that small group of people do it's I think there's I think there's a lot to be uh, said there for sure I do want to also go back to the very first verse of this song. Sure. I don't want to die alone. Tell me there's another option for me. Standing like I should have known. I knew you accidentally looked right inside me. Like that is a heartbreaking like. Oh, yeah. Let's say your wife and she sees a darker side of you and then doesn't want to be around you when you're dying. Yeah. 
Like, ouch. Super great, but sad song. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, very well done. Uh, Gentlemen, we move on, unless there's any other commentary, we move on to track number 10. Uh, This is called The Parts. Let's give it a listen. Now, I would say that this is probably the absolute saddest song on the entire album, without question. Um, I would normally go with the alien saying that like, that's kind of one of the, the sadder songs on the album, but every time I hear this one, this one is one of those genuine, like, holy shit, like, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it's also very, very sad. Um, just the, the idea of uh, kind of seeing... Uh, meeting someone and wanting to know uh, all about them and, and then in kind of going on this relationship with them and, you know, seeing them give birth for the first time and, and seeing, seeing the, the, the birth of their, their son or daughter. Um, but also like knowing that like they're still very much alone and that, um, you know, just, just trying to find their way in the world. It's, um, it's it, beautiful, but also really fucking sad. <laughs> um, but, uh, I categorize this as like being one of my favorite uh, slower Manchester Orchestra songs, and there's so, and there's quite a few, but yeah, this is definitely one of my top uh, top five favorites of theirs, just from from the band's catalog. So I didn't really consider. I mean, it's it's sad in the way it's delivered, but I thought it was it's just beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's probably it's probably one of my like favorite songs on the album. Like I, I don't know if I said my favorite yet. Um, I think it might have earlier, but um, this is definitely up there. Um, again, it's for a good reason. It's a, it's a love song. It definitely seems like it kind of goes, um, and as you kind of point out, it definitely goes in different different parts. Huh? Um, <laughs> there are different points uh, of their lives. I think he references like a like the yellow the yellow SUV and and, and Britney Spears on the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of like it's. I mean, we've all. I mean, at least I had. A poster of some of some woman um, on my wall, <laughs> um, um, I, I, as a kid. Um, who was it, Benny? Who was man. it? Who was it? Um, I think it was. I, mean, I think it was. I think it was Pamela Anderson. Hot. Um, but I also had like I went. I went to like Spencer's and all, and had went to like I forget, it was like I feel what the what brand posters it was, but I just I remember it was just like, like a random person. It wasn't. Yeah. There was no like actual celebrity. Sure. But, I mean, I definitely. I didn't really get I grab the being alone part from it, so that's very interesting that you you grab that from the, from the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely like the the timeline that he kind of like picks us on um, of their entire life. Like they meet, they fall in love, they they have a family, and just the simple idea of getting get, wanting to know each part of someone is very like beautiful and something that I can like definitely relate to. Sure, because um, it's something that I always. Like, like 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 writing about like love is like what I, almost what I only thing I really write about. <laughs> so I think that's why like this is probably one of my like my one of my favorites, if not my favorite, because I just like love I love love shit. Um. So hell yeah. Again, it's a I don't really find it sad at all, but I'm I'm again I'm I appreciate your thoughts on that, but I'm really I'm really curious what Dan thought. Dan, song is stupid. Oh. <gasps> 
<laughs> so that's, that's the song is beautiful. Dare you? Beautiful, beautiful love song, right? Yeah. Have you seen but those like TikTok good. ads where it's like, let me make a song for your girlfriend that's very descriptive and just for them. This song's just for his wife. This isn't for us. We don't care about this shit. <laughs> this is a beautiful love song that's for his wife. It's not for us. True. I suppose so. <laughs> but it's it's a good song. It's it, just... it is. It's it's very well done. I my oh, only my stupid. only <laughs> You did. I didn't say I dance at it. <laughs> um my only gripe about this song is I wish it was the last track on the album as opposed to the last track we're about to listen to. Because um, I, I mean, I waver back and forth from time to time, but I feel like this should have been the the end to close it all out because of there's there's so much dark undertones that exist throughout the the entirety of the album. It would just be nice to kind of just land on something that just feels a little more softer, so you don't like walk walk away from this album like, well, I I guess I'm just gonna go down a bunch of pills. I'll see you later. Um, yeah. So that that's the only thing I wish. I wish this would have been placed uh, at the end of the album as opposed to second to last. But. I digress. I guess we move on now to the final track on the album, which is uh, going back to, once again through all of our the naming conventions. This one is called The Silence. And uh, let's give it a quick listen. So this is uh, one of the longer songs on the album, clocking in about seven minutes long, which uh, I'm kind of surprised, mainly because there's not a lot of songs on this album that, that clock over five minutes, with the exception of, like, I think one or two. Um, this one feels, while I do enjoy it, I feel it kind of overstays its welcome uh, at a certain point. Like, at about four or five minutes in, it's like it still kind of just repeats the same sort of vocal pattern, and it just there's not... I just don't feel like there's a whole lot to it. Like I said, it, it's not like I hate the song. It's just, it's not, it's not a personal favorite. But anyways, gentlemen, I'd like to hear what you guys think. You want to go, Benny? So I didn't mind it. I, I, I actually agree with you. You're kind of saying that I wish like the parts was the final song. Um, Cause it's, it was a lot to get through after, <laughs> after the weights that we just uh, like that I just like I guess like sat through. Um, oh yeah. And there, there was a lot, a lot of heavy things going on, and it just it wasn't the ending I was hoping for, um, unfortunately. Um, so I went I went on again. Um, and from Andy himself, mm-hmm. he says that it's a prayer to God. It's God talking to him. God talking to his daughter. Then ultimately, in the end, the finale is Andy praying over his daughter. Um, the song seems to like tie together a bunch of different themes starting like life and death and God and, and how it all affects uh, himself and his family. Um, one thing that I saw that was a, like a constant between the maze, the wolf and the silence is there's nothing I've got. So in the maze, he, uh, they said, there's nothing I've got when I die that I keep in the wolf. Um, it, it, they said, there's nothing you've got when you die that you keep in the silence. There is, there's nothing you keep. There's only your reflection. So, which I, thought was kind of fitting so like like through all like the like the darkness he weaves into this like the idea that like like when you die you don't you don't take anything so right i think 
I think that the theme to me anyway is like, like you better enjoy what you got <laughs> because when you die, you don't got to take anything. And again, as he points out, there's only your reflection. So you only have yourself um, when you die, um, supposedly. Um, but uh, I kind of like that constant of like, like kind of weaving like that lyric or version of that lyric um, throughout, um, like from the very beginning, um, in the middle, and then at the very end as well. You know, and, and uh, not to, not to cut you off, Dan, because I know you probably have a ton of opinions on this song as well. But I think just to piggyback off what you were saying there, Benny, I like the idea of how the, those lyrics kind of kind of play in throughout the course of the album. It also ties into a certain extent the idea of I, I want to say it was I think it's the groceries the song I'm, I'm thinking of um, where you know they, they talk about this uh, this guy trying to find this higher love that you know he that he's that he's been promised by whether it's, you know, a clergy or it's been promised by to him by his father and stuff like that. And then realizing like at the end of it all, no, there is no, there is nothing after this. It's just your reflection and and that's it. And, and you mm-hmm. know, you, you're done for. So I don't know. I, th- I think it's kind of interesting how you, how you uh, pick that one apart. Nice. Daniel, my, my, so, my, my buddy. Oh, <laughs> I hate this song. Yeah. And I, it almost yes. ruined the whole album for me. And I'll explain why when I go into this deep dive. First okay, let's off, go. It's like it's like the Grateful Dead version of Manchester Orchestra. You're right. It's way too long and way too jam bandy for a while there. Yes. But in our outro, we're talking about his family's pleading, don't look into the cabinet. There's more bad in there than good. And my father had burned in me 20 hours of home, home steak eternity or whatever. So he's talking to this little girl. And then you're like, oh, so now we're intertwining all the stories throughout the album. Uh-huh. So the little girl that we keep hearing all these beautiful stories about are this guy's daughter who has went and murdered people, then tried to kill himself and then died in the hospital after murdering other people. And he's also saying like, um, where was it? Uh, there's darkness and agony. It's in your ancestry or something like that. So this little girl is going to become a monster. And I'm like, oh, you had to tie in like the beautiful great songs to this like monster you created throughout the story so that's oh yeah that's like, a tough pill to swallow isn't it didn't love that but also at the same time loved it but it's still the song is way too long and way too like i was gonna say i'm like for someone who's a horror movie buff i figured that like that would be in terms of like a storyline that like that would be like right up your alley like the idea I of like, the the serial killer like giving birth to another child that's like eh, you're gonna be a serial killer too <laughs> i don't know if that's what he's going for but that's what i took from it and sure. it's like i said very like this made me want to watch twin peaks again which i do <laughs> every couple years anyways twin peaks is so like, good where am I following the storyline here? Who's who's actually the main character? Who's the villain? What has this little girl got to do with it? Oh, she's going to become a giant monster. Yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah I don't know. But yeah, I didn't love this last song. Right? It's a lot. It's because then once you realize that, you're like, oh, and you want to go back through and like tie. You're like, I need to get a string board. Yeah, you want to do that. Uh, yeah, that... Every one of these songs like, oh, so you're connected here and you're connected there. Get into like uh, that that uh, that meme from uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," where where Charlie's in the mailroom with uh, with all the, the yep. pin. <laughs> it all ties to Papa George. Who who is Papa Giorgio? Or wait, no, wait, no, that I'm thinking of uh, summer vacation or uh, Vegas vacation. Fuck. I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> uh, anyways, but that is uh, Manchester Orchestra's "A Black Mile to the Surface." Um, one uh, ten or I'm sorry, eleven. Uh, tracks all the way through and uh, 
now that we've reached the end, final closing thoughts, gentlemen, uh, whoever wants to open up the floor, go for it. So, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll go. So, yeah, I mean, I'll give you, <laughs> I didn't, I, I think I went, I think I went into this probably with, with like the wrong mindset because, because you already, you gave me like the, like the, like the, like the thought in my head initially, like, Hey, this is out of your comfort zone. This is like, it's this is something that you probably wouldn't normally like. Mm -hmm. I probably went into that, like not wanting to like it. <laughs> and I don't know why, I, because again, it's I and I, I, I realized this, especially in my my older age, that I've I've gotten set in my ways a lot, where it's harder for me now to to like to dive into other genres that I'm not normally like used to. Sure. Um. So it it was a bit of a of a of a stretch, like that I, I thought that, for, that I was going to like this. And I didn't hate it. Um, would I listen to it again? Probably not. Um, Fair. I probably won't ever listen. Like, and this, and I probably won't ever really dive into other like any more than music. I might, I might like give their new album because you guys are talking about the new album a lot. I might. Dive oh, it's amazing. That. It is. It really is. And honestly, it, this is. So here's the the one thing I'm going to say, Benny, and, uh, and and Dan, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. The one thing that I appreciate about this band is that they don't rest on their laurels too much in, in the respect of like they 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 don't have this. Granted, there is some similar song structure that exists there, but like every album is completely different in sound and style, and there's a lot more to it. Um, mm. Like this album doesn't sound anything like the Million Masks of God. The Million Masks of God sounds nothing like their new album. Um, I mean, the, okay. their albums prior to this, like Cope and Hope, sound nothing like Black Mile to the Surface. So, so I would okay. say I would say you'd be doing yourself a disservice not to at least try and listen to some of their other stuff to see if my, maybe there's something else that you grow out of it. I would okay. say I would personally say, and I think Dan would agree with me on this one, is the song that you need to listen to is Bedhead. That is, okay. arguably, so, arguably one of my the one of my per, yeah the, the video will. So, the video is fantastic. Bedhead. Okay. So, and yeah. I, again, like I, I'm not going to, I feel like I'm going to kind of like, like back, backtrack on what I just fucking said, <laughs> because I do want to listen to more of the songs because we're seeing them with Jimmy eat world in August. Damn right. We are. Or, so or is it September? I feel like one of the other, in order for me to properly probably enjoy that show and not one, just like go and grab like a beer while they're like, while they're, <laughs> while they're playing. Um, or I, I think they're headlining. Are, are they? It's, it's, it's a co-headliner. It's a co. It's co playing. Yeah, it's co-headlining tour. Based, based on what they're placed on, like the poster, I'm assuming they're playing last. Uh, maybe. maybe. I don't know how that works, but so I probably should dive into their their music, um, just because that would probably make my experience a little more enjoyable. Um, but I guess I was gonna give my like, my rating. So yeah. I know in when you first introduced the album, you were like, "Oh, like a someone gave it like a seven out of ten, or or like a or like a, like a C." And, and you're like, "How could they give that ring?" And I'm like, and I was like, eh. <laughs> "That's what I would give so, it." <laughs> so, so not a seven. I mean, again, it gets like 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 lyrically, I I definitely thought it was like really well done. I think that, like he's a really really good storyteller. Mm -hmm. um, again, not really my cup of tea. Um, but I was thinking along the lines of like a seven point five out of ten. Wow, right? That's actually a pretty solid rating. That's 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 an average. 
I, I, and again, like he's I'll, also I'll very like very talented. So I can't like even though it wasn't really my style of of like music that I would ever really like listen to or get into. Like I can definitely appreciate like his vocals. Like the music is is really really like well done and beautiful. So I can't like like knock that too much. But yeah. again, I, I think it's mostly because it's not really my thing. But that's why I was going for like right. Um, in like a, I guess like the mid range um, sure. of seven point five. That's that's insane, because I already had the mindset that I was giving this a seven out of ten. So I'm giving a lower ban- rating than Benny. Wow! Wow! I love this band. I think mean everything to nothing, many masks of God, and even the new EP that I listen to are like perfect albums. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think because I dove too deep into the storyline, I didn't like this album as much. There are like five songs in this album I think are perfect. Yep. And I don't hate the others. And I don't think seven out of ten is a bad rating, but it's really funny to me that I just rated it lower than Benny. <laughs> I, and I actually really love this band. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was expecting at least like a five from Benny on this one. So I'm Oh I'm, no. I, well, well, I mean, listen, the, just kind of the, the way that you were describing some and, of the stuff, I was like, okay, so I was like, I'll also boy. say, like, I'm I'm new to the, I'm well, not really new, but like, I'm not the type of person, um, yet to like totally shit over like a band. I give them like, a five. I'm, I think, I think the lowest rate I've given so far is like what, like a six point five. I, I think, think so. Yeah. Hot circuit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's never no, let that one down. Again, um, but again, and. Again, maybe I'm just like maybe I was too too nice in my rating, but I, I'm sticking to it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of funny that no, like, nothing, Dan, nothing. who was actually like a pretty big fan of this band, gave it a lower rating than I did. I just um, but other again, I loved way more, and I know and what that's what I was gonna say. That, that's what I was gonna say. There probably is some context towards hey, you know, this entire band's collection. This is the only album that I've ever heard of them. Um, so that's my only like frame of reference. So that's probably why. Um, again, if I was a super fan and this album was like mediocre to me, then I probably would have given it a lower score. But because it's my only really experience, and I'm just like looking at it from a like like lyrically storytelling and just like musical talent um, from it, that's where I rated the way I rated it. But I'm very curious what Shakuna. Um, oh, yeah. It's probably like a, a nine point five. If I, we would have did Many Masks of God, it would have been a nine point five or ten for me. Oh, because I, that album is perfection. The, that that would have been easily ten, a, a very easy ten for me. Um, this one's a little bit harder for me. Um, it, and it's not because like I don't enjoy it. There's definitely a lot of songs on this album that I do very much enjoy, but there's some that I do not. So actually, believe it or not, I'm only giving this one an eight. So uh, because once again, it's it's there are there's flaws in it but i i think the the songs that really stand out and really kind of just jump off the page if you will are so strong that i almost forgive the ones that i'm not super jazzed about so uh, so can i change my score to uh, a 4.5 no you can't you've you've already it's already been solidified it's been recorded i'm not changing it fair enough (laughs) i'm not editing it out deal with it um, anyways, um, that being said, uh, that's that's our review of uh, once again a black mile of the surface by Manchester Orchestra. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Daniel, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me. <laughs> uh, yeah, just at Exo Cooler Ghost anywhere on the internet. <laughs> Benny, where can I find you? You can find me deep into the gold mines of the internet, um, Benny and the Wax. If you want to dive into the, the, there and find oh, me, look at you Benny. Um, 
you might you might find me. Maybe the my walls have collapsed by then. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, how far down is that? Like a black mile, you think? <laughs> but it has, it's, it's a black mile down. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, you can find me uh, at in the grocery uh, at. Uh... Oh no no. <laughs> It's not safe there. <laughs> Don't, go there. Yeah. Don't go there. Don't go there. You can find me on the internet at the Big Shakuna, pretty much anywhere on the internet as well, uh, as well as on uh, Twitch, uh, where sometimes I play video games and stuff and things. So try that out uh, if you'd like. Uh, also, guys, don't forget to go to our website, which is bsideourselves.com, uh, which has all of our playlists and all of our merch and all of our socials and everything else that is related to this podcast. Uh, go check it out if you would. Once again, that is bsideourselves.com. And with that, it's time to flip the record over. Hey Dan, would you say that 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 the grocery reference that was probably a mistake, maybe the mistake of the album? Wow. <laughs> parts of me think it was, um, oh. but parts of me think it, it wasn't. Oh. <laughs>